back. Because we was gone. For a minute. It's all good, though. Off on a tangent. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Like, literally. We just went off on a tangent. I don't know about y'all, but I've been doing a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of shit. A whole lot of this, a whole lot of that. I guess together it makes a lot of shit. Right, right. It's right. like, it's almost like, you know, when you mix up a bunch of colors mm-hmm. and just get you shit brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it don't even really matter what it is. Like, you know, it could be like a pretty pink, you know, like a nice purple. And then you start mixing shit together. Like red, yellow, unnecessary color. And then all of a sudden it just be shit brown. Like, and I guess the whole point of that, which in the beginning there was no point, but it's funny because it's like everything toilet brown. Everything don't mix. No, it don't. You know what I mean? Like you can't, much in it. you can't put this with that. That don't go with this. It That's just the terminology. Oil shit. and water. Nah, dead ass. It's like yeah, oil and shit. water. Oil and water give you shit if you ask me. Real shit. Like everybody be like, nah, they don't mix. It, it won't mix. So yeah, you see the separation of it. But you know, even if it do mix, it don't mean it do mix. Cause <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it, 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 it yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we back. <laughs> yeah. So. I guess just to kind of pick up from where we were just at with far as, you know, everything don't mix. You can't mix this with that. And I'm just saying that in a sense of like colors or just, you know, in a basic sense. But it even goes like with people, you know, everybody ain't cool. You know, like That's true. your partner ain't my partner. His partner ain't our partner. You know, you, you kind of can't mix the whole group in the bunch. And everybody, I think a lot of people forget that. Like, say, for instance, you just pulling up. Like, that's one reason why I guess I... I never really did house parties and shit growing up. That's real shit. Because you never really know who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never really had, you know, no beef or nothing like that with nobody to be like, you know, I can't go here or I don't want to go here because such and such might be. But you don't know the parameters of the next man situation. Yeah. And so, if they don't think that way. You guys are going out thinking of the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It makes you the Jake, you know, because That's it's like, shit. you know, everybody don't think that way. And it's just like, I got my click with me. He got his click with him. And not saying we need to, but we didn't even screen each other to make sure, like, hey, you ain't got no beef with nobody tonight, right? Before we go riding out, and then, you know, we get to where we get to, and then you're like, hey, man, fuck that nigga, you know? And it's like, what? That's my partner. And it's like, yeah, but fuck that nigga, he's with. And then just like that, it puts kind of... Yeah, because it goes to put everybody in a fucked up situation. It's like, if Alan had his partner with him, you know what I mean? And we're rocking. I'm, I'm already knowing. You know what I'm saying? And then one of my partners ain't cool with Alan's partner. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it low-key. But then it kind of, it just spirals because then it now it puts me and Alan in a weird situation. Uh-huh. Right. It's like, what do you do as a man? How do you respond? Uh-huh. Do we be peer mediators and start trying to be the ones that stand in the middle to separate our partners and be like, y'all, y'all, That's let's, way, yeah. let's not That's do that. Down to. Or... Or 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 do we do what everybody in the streets does and be like shit fuck that or 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 I'm riding with my man's. So we're going to war. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's like long, feel, lines get drawn. I feel like what we talked about, you know, last week was, um, then it falls on you as that friend, you know, because you could easily, you know, tip him off or 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 bring two people together and be like, hey, this is what it is or this is what it ain't. Compared to you just sitting back like, oh, shit, let me see what's, what's going to happen. happen. You know, like, that's not cool. Let's my walk into an ambush or let's my walk into some shit that they had no part of. You need me a uh, valuable or reliable of a setup position. You said yeah. what? 
I said, then you're being reliable of a setup potentially. Yeah, so now I'm looking at you like, well, nigga, you knew this shit gonna happen, nigga. And it's like, your mind like, nah, I just wanted to see. No, because at the end of the day, it's like, if I'm rocking with you and we've been rocking for this long, then I should be able to come to you and be like, you know what? I'm not really fucking with dude over there. I'm not mm-hmm. really fucking with a situation that we got going on. But I feel like if we sit down and talk amongst like like men are supposed to, we can squash that. And then we can decide whether we want to fuck with each other or not. Which is understandable. In a you know in a respectable manner though. Exactly. I think I think that sometimes when it comes to certain situations, like for instance how people have disagreements with people, yeah. I think it goes past what the actual problem is. It becomes a pride thing and 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 not even respect because respect is like like it's just literally like I respect you. Of I course. respect you. That's respect. You know what I'm saying? Like but, but with most people it's a pride thing in a sense of like like I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, it's just like, oh, you cut me off in traffic, so it's like yeah. what what will make you feel better? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like if I say sorry, does that make you feel better? If you cut me off, does that make you feel better? Like either way, what what is it that's gonna make you feel better at the end of the day? So it's like I think it becomes about pride. It's not even about what happened that made that person mad. Cause you, cause that person might not even think back to whatever the situation was or what it boiled down to. It might just be I'm wearing that on my sleeve. So either way it go, nigga, like that's how I'm rocking. And I'm until we can get an agreement, nigga, like that's just how it is. And at the and at the end of the stick, nigga, that's just like. Well, I'm not even, I don't got that kind of energy, mm-hmm. but, you know, but you never know if the other person got that kind of energy and if the friend who's in the middle, if he's not communicating like, hey, bro, I just want to let you know, you know, somebody's feeling a certain type of way, mm-hmm. you know, you guys sit down, squash it, you know, you guys need to be by each other, it'll go, but that person that's in the middle is going to all be responsible for that shit. So you think that they, they hold, they're pressed with the duty? To be of the ones course. to mediate the situation? Of course. And then if he, and as long as you bring two niggas to the water, they can drink. But it's not up to you to but make if, them two but niggas But what drink. if that particular situation transpires and goes out of control? But then it, you're, but, you just said it. You're responsible. Are you responsible for the bad consequence? No, but check this out. My thing is, you did the right thing by getting Putting those, them together. By putting them together. But, so now, so check this out. If we can't talk much as men, there's a problem there, and I understand what you so what you're saying as far as I guess what would I'm you saying be held is, responsible. Well, yeah, because if, if things go but right, no, you if things go right, they're like, oh yeah, applaud him because he brought them together. But if things go wrong, you're responsible. I understand that, but my thing is this: you did the right thing by getting them there. If we can't be respectable enough to be like, you know what, he had good intention. Boom, we can sit down five minute conversation. What was your problem? All right, well, no problem. Cool, let's go that. Boom, one other round. But then, yeah, you feel me? All I'm saying is, I guess, where's the fail safe if that doesn't work? Because that usually is the case. It only doesn't work if those two people just absolutely can't be men. That means they don't have any respect. But that's where it becomes. That's the that's the the difference between being a boy and a man. If we can't sit down and have a conversation, I'm still dealing with a boy. That's where it boils down to. So, uh, it's me, Neek, and uh, you are? What up, what up, the Suave, man, checking in, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, we got this special guest with us today. He's not really a special guest, he just, yeah. he just be in the back, acting yeah. like he don't want to come to the front. But, you know, <laughs> chilling, chilling, chilling. But anyway, you know, that guy, that weirdo, a.k.a. Clay Pazé. <laughs> I feel that, dig that, dig that. How was your day? All right, man. I'm going to tap in here on this little segment here. Who is the king's 
of R&B. It's been a big topic. Jacquees chimed in and said that he is the king of R&B for the generation. <laughs> wait, wait. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. Already before we even go any too far on that because I don't even <laughs> want to talk about bullshit. I want to know because we had you said the king of R&B or the king of R&B for this generation. He said he's the king of R&B for this generation. So I've seen bits and pieces of the interview. So, um, I didn't pay much attention to that part. It kind of went over. It was high tower for me. Okay. And if you don't know what that means, it was over my head. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so I I seen the headline later on that said Jacquees thinks he's the king of the generation. I seen something that was compared him next to Chris Brown, blah blah blah, oh, whatever. Oh. Now, oh. are we asking the topic? Are we debating the topic of if he's the king of this generation? See, that's what I'm trying to. I'm trying or to... king of R and B because if if this generation. This generation. This generation. Okay, because so, so this I, means I so, feel like we have to address it. Understandable, but two steps before then. But he's saying he's saying he should go before your your Chris Browns, your Trey Songz. How he know, came after them? Your <laughs> they're Holidays, not even this. They're, they're not even this generation. Your pleasure piece. They're not, they're they're not even this generation. Out, Who's R and B in this generation? Honestly, can you name two Jacquees songs? Can you name? T- <laughs> <laughs> I can't name one. <laughs> No hate, no front, no stunt, no shade. I know that he used to run around with Birdman and be in the rich gang and all of that shit. I hear him singing on the hooks. But I can't name one song. Okay. I don't know any. I heard him talking about when he do his Quez mixes or whatever. Nigga, let's be real. You got that from Trey Songz, how he does his trigger mixes. Yeah. Like, And I'm not saying that he originated that because it came from probably someone else. But everybody's doing the mixtape game, doing that shit. But what I'm saying is he's not even in their era, bro. It doesn't even compare. So he's saying the best of this generation is probably by default. There's nobody to compare it against. Who else does R&B? Everybody does a mix between rap and R&B any fucking way. So honestly, no, you lost. You're you're a shade out because you should learn how to rap, nigga. I don't. I don't. Everybody think who raps now in. does R&B. There's no. There is no R&B. Rhythm and blues. <laughs> like no. If you ask me, you that's know, exactly. No, they don't have the vocals. Nah, no. bro. Like it's it's it. Music is. It's starting to really get back to the defiant terms of what it was, mm-hmm. but people don't know what the definitions are. So, right. you know, rock and roll, it's a black thing, yeah. but people don't know that. So then they come and try to make their own shit. So we get R&B, but people don't know that of where that comes from. Rhythm and blues, blues, that's jazz, jazz, down south, southern music, country music, black, yeah. but people don't know that. Yeah, they come with their own shit. So then you get all the way to that, this new shit, hip-hop, rap music. But then they still don't understand because they think that's noise. They don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Keep dialing it back. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So hip-hop is just a mix between all of that shit. And that's what I'm like. Then you get today, and they're talking about some <laughs> R&B, Jacquees. He's the king of the generation. I'm not even trying to cut you off, but this shit's heavy because it's like, nigga, you can't no. compete where you don't compare. I'm just saying. I'm like, I don't know. These cats are better off to come in the game and say, I'm making my own genre because... No, you don't make music in R&B. You no, remember, you're not making real rap music. You no, remember, you're not making hip-hop. You're making you remember when, uh, pop-hip. You remember when, when T-Pain... Poopity-pop, poopity-boop, poopity-boop, That's that shit you were saying earlier? Remember, how, how you do it? That's that bullshit they're making, bro. But remember when T-Pain had it unlocked? What? With that auto-tune? He still got it unlocked with the auto-tune. Well, just in general, like he's the he, grandfather he of had, that, he had like the, of our generation, he, but they because were, Zapp and Roger, and it goes before he's them. Our generation, before them, Roger, bro. right? You know what I'm saying? But I'm sorry, that, like I said, it's just a heavy topic. You kind of just got me going on that. No, that's real, and that's the, that's the whole point of this. And that's why I'm like, I feel like Jacquees can be good one day at at no, R&B. He's not. 
I don't think he has. No, he's not. I don't think <laughs> you're cold. <laughs> he's shot him down. I'm not. It's not like that, bro. Shot it's not like down. that. It's just it's, it's music is just in such a weird space that it's hard to create a legend. Oh, by far. The last legend that we just seen come out in the music game is Drake. And he's not this generation. He's he's not this generation. He's not this generation. He I mean, I believe he's that not. He's not. I think we got the good Drake. Bro. Drake, Drake is not okay. this generation. But I'm saying I think this Drake, like Scorpio Drake, because is okay. he's reaching for this generation. Yeah, he, what I'm saying. He's not. See, they, everybody naturally reaches to connect and compare, but that's because he's the most recent. But he's there's no comparison. Okay. There's nobody in the. There's no. Who? Name one. You said name a Jacquees song. Name another R and B artist in this generation right now. In this generation right now. I'll wait. Tick tock. Tick. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Mars. Tick. Talk. You think it's R&B? Of course. He's a pop star. His whole arm is R&B. He's pop. Okay, he would fall on pop. I know he would because that's what pop is. Um, Daniel Caesar? I don't know who he is. He's another Jacquees to me, I guess. Um, Daniel Caesar sounds like he's Mexican. No. Um, he sounds like he's Mexican. I'm sorry. He got that. Uh, like not even on the weird shit. I'm just saying. It just, I know. But uh, he has a that that that, that and I don't know that, any Mexican uh, R and B artist. He has a uh, <laughs> he has a, a track out. Um, who would have thought I'd get you? That's a dope track that he got out. Um, who else right now? Is Frank Ocean on R and B. Frank Ocean would fall under R and B. Where is he? In the ocean. <laughs> okay. And I guess yes. I want you to understand this too. He's, He's not this generation. Damn. He's not. And Frank Ocean is not R&B. He's pop. What about... These yeah. niggas aren't R&B, bro. He sound like r Even to go back, because this has got me... It got me the, even thinking of it more. You, when you go to Trey Songs and all these other cats who we even naturally think is aren't... They're not R&B. They're pop artists. Yeah, see, R&B to me is more like Teddy Pendergrass. Thank you. You know, more like Thank the you. dramatics. Your rhythm you and know. your blues. More like yeah. Keith Sweat. Thank you. Know. You're Al Greens. Al Greens, <laughs> man. That's R&B. That's soul music. Right so there. ask yourself, Alan. So technically, Suave. Technically, Suave. they Can just got the, the title, but they're not really R&B. Can I ask fingers? you a question, Suave? Oh, man. Is Jacquees? No, man. The sneakers and all. He's a pop singer. Fuck the system. I I would make shirts just so I could sell those at a rally. Only 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 because I feel like only because I feel like you know, those shirts scream what everybody wants to say. Anyway, you know, and I feel like what are you gonna do is freedom of speech. You know, and if they would act right then we would have a different kind of thinking. You know, we would feel some kind of way, you know. Um, Santoya Brown, you know, was 14 years old, uh, was supposedly soliciting sex to a trucker who took her home and um, was in the midst of going to kill her if she didn't perform certain acts on him. Um, She later 
uh, fell asleep, which they both fell asleep. She later found a gun, and he attacked her, and she shot in self-defense, which killed him. Uh, she was convicted of murder, 14 years old, you know, and also tried as an adult. This factual. Yes, as far as soliciting sex. Um, she's been locked up. I'll say for the, the past uh, about 10 to, to 12 years. Um, she could be granted clemency soon. Um, but as of right now, she uh, was uh, found guilty again and, and has to serve up to a minimum of 51 years before she's even thought about for parole. I think it's bullshit because at 14, you don't know no better. You know, you're you're still a child. I still think at fourteen, as far as as far as a woman goes, like nobody knows what she was going through. If she had a family, you know, why she was out there listening to her body, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like the John should be held accountable as well. Well, he dead now. He is dead. I I um I don't even want to cut you off. That's real. I so like you know because this is a, I guess an ongoing case so it's kind of hard to like talk on it like it seems different because it's like you know we're kind of just talking news about the situation right, right. because it's so out there damn, yeah. but yeah. if it was somebody we knew personally yeah. we wouldn't really want to speak on it but right. so I, I you know it's it's a little touchy to speak on it in a sense but I, so like of course you know I wish the best for her and her situation right um I don't think. I, it's hard to say because it's like, you know, I don't want to speak selectively about the particular situation more so than how I do the injustices of the system itself. Right. Because I think that the system just doesn't work. It's inadequate. It doesn't fit. You know, it's a system that doesn't fit right. for everybody. And I think that this that's something that's kind of going on here in her in her type of case. You know, like I said, I don't have all the facts and the details, you know, not nearly as much as you. But I just honestly think that. As you said, you know, when you're 14, you kind of don't know. She's definitely classy, but, though. You know, but in a sense of, you know, there's so many layers of the, the the situation there that there's so many different problems that it has to be addressed in a few different ways. Right. That it, it's it's so complex, bro. Like that, I think that if they dial it back a couple, like it goes beyond what she was doing. You know, that led up to her killing the dude. It goes beyond that. It goes before to her living arrangements, to how she was brought up, to to you know what I mean, her her environment or what she was in before, to what made her mindset like this. It's just right. there's so many layers of it that it's just it's more than just oh I don't think she was she she was wrongly convicted. She should be free because you know it just sounds morally right and wrong. It's more to that. Like it, it's just and I think that if 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 we start digging deeper into in the complexities of some of these issues, not just in her case, I'm just saying in a bigger scale of when things happen, you know, like. You'll be able to figure out, like, I guess, why it happened and then prevent it better in a sense of moving forward. Like, I, like you know, I guess like there's there's it, to me, it doesn't make much sense as to how there's a book, you know, with, with standard, you know, laws or, or standard right. amounts of time that a person gets for committing a particular crime. It's like like it's almost like looking at a graph and you follow two numbers until it meets in the middle to say this crime lines up with this time and this is where it meets so this is how much time you get for what you did you get what i'm saying right but the fucked up part is it's like at the end of the day putting a person in a confinement doesn't do anything besides either drive them more crazily insane or give them more time to think of how they can do it better but 
and then that and then the, the the politics of being inside of confinement is even more worse and that's other things to do with like i said more complex issues to deal dial back but honestly i feel like and i'm not advocating for anything i'm not like it's just if you really think about these things it'll challenge your way of thinking so it's like if a person was to commit a rape instead of just throwing them in jail really consider what it is psychologically or mentally or whatever it is that made them commit that rape you know child molesters i think that there's something in their disconnection in their brain that makes them think that that type of shit's okay like just putting a person like that in prison or in jail it doesn't help the problem it doesn't fix it i understand that so i feel like you know sure i mean there's just other types of of i don't know i i i guess i'm looking at it in a sense of when things happen there needs to be forms of rehabilitation instead of incarceration oh no i i i'm 100% on board with you on that my thing is this at that moment in time if you're the parent of a child that's been raped or a child that's been you know beat on or the case you know from a stranger does it matter to you what the fuck is their problem are you saying in that particular moment in the heat of the moment no just in general i mean i probably through can the think case, i probably matter. i probably can think level headed about this like this because i'm not going through that i haven't ex- experienced that but that's what i'm saying though like fortunately i haven't had to have those unfortunate events happen understandable I know. and god forbid that it ever happens but, but at the same time but, i'm saying but, but I guess what, you, what I'm saying is we all need to keep a level head about things. It's, yeah. It's, it's, For you to do stuff off emotion is crazy. But, and that's my point. But when you carry that emotion every time you see this person. An eye for an eye leaves everyone blind, true, right? But when you carry this emotion every time you see this person that you know that took the innocence away from your child. So what are you going to do? Your child will are never you, be the same. Is that, what do you think is is equates to do to that other person then to make you feel better so what is, about what they okay. did to your child. That's so, what I'm asking you. What do you what do you think would make you feel better? Putting them, locking them in the cells, what makes you feel better? Nope. That's so, my point. Because so, then all it comes down so, to is how long are they in there? People so, are never satisfied with that. They want them gone forever. I'm hoping they get paroled. So I'm, he can come back and face <laughs> some of the real truths of what the fuck goes on in reality. I'm, Walk I'm, around wearing I'm a molester on your face and see how that looks. He gotta see me. That's, I don't know what it is that you say you're gonna do. That's that's the worst. That's the worst thing they could do is you know is get at me in parole, you know, or give him an opportunity to to pay pay his way out of some shit. It's the worst thing they could do. But I'm hoping they do, you know. And that's only because at the end of the day, it's like you would hope you would hope that that man, like you said, he has to wear that what a fucking Big ass sign written across his chest, nigga, that he's a rapist or a molester or whatever. But in the day, it's like, again, this book that's supposed to give that, that you have to. What does the time do? There's nothing for them. Some like people, I said, it doesn't some do people, anything some, in the way of making things right. How is this book supposedly, okay, you rape somebody 10 years. I'm telling you, two bro. years. Like, how how do you how do you how do you even measure that? All the jail does is it's a temporary band aid. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, you don't rape this girl. It's basically the court saying we don't really know what to do with you, so we're just gonna go put you in this cell for ten years until we can figure it out. Ah, uh, well, my thing is, like I said, back. I'm listen. I'm telling you, and the hope is, if you look up the statistics, most people when they get certain cases and certain amounts of time and sentences, they probably don't live through it any damn way. 
with certain charges, you don't live to come back out. So it's a game, but it's not a game. And they're winning this motherfucker, man. Because that's when you start thinking of prisons are private. They're all private, majority of them. Yeah. So when you start thinking of that, it's like, wait, somebody's got to get paid. Somebody's doing this for the money. They're not doing this because they love taking people to prison. Or they love. The they might because people. they love taking people to prison because they know that money comes along with it. Of course, and they know that there's no such thing as rehabilitation. It's not happening in a prison place. No, it's not. I they don't call possible, them, but not in prison. Well, not in prison, bro. Like I said, a rehabilitation is going to be a different sort of program. It depends. It's uh-huh. going to be altered depending on the person, depending upon their needs and what it is that they need to fix and rehabilitate. A rehabilitation is like Western state. <laughs> not even though. Rehabilitation is really what it sounds like. It's rehabilitating the person to go back and to be rehabilitated to, you know, what they weren't. Like it's to fix and put back together what's missing and what's not there. It's, you know, what I'm saying. Like putting a person in jail ain't gonna fix shit. No, it ain't. If I told you everything, you probably wouldn't accept it. So like. I gotta like prime you, give you small bits and pieces to see how you take it, how you accept it as it comes. Because, like I said, if I just give you the whole shebang and you be like, ah, oh, fuck no, then that just killed the whole idea. But if I build you up piece by piece, um, you know what I mean? I got you. Eventually, you give in. Because there might be one part along that ladder that you'd be like, I don't know about that part. Niggas can't stay off that Facebook, man. But we can skip that and we'll get to the rest and you'll be like, yeah, it sounds good though. You dig what I'm saying? So, you know, that's the way that the world works. That's the way that society works. That's the way the news works. That's the way information works. That's the way everything works, bro. They just give you little pieces at a time just to see how you're going to work with it and see what you're going to do. For instance, when they built the light rail, they didn't tell you how far it was going to go. Mm-hmm. They just told you how far far is from the first station mm-hmm. to the next station. Mm-hmm. That's all we thought. Like, oh, shit, hell yeah. And then as soon as that started popping... Guess what? You can ride this motherfucker from here to there. And oh yeah, we're going to tax you to pay for it too. Yep. Oh wait, I, I, I didn't sign up for this. So what? You're gonna... It doesn't matter. You enjoyed it. Wait a second. No, nah, fuck that. Take that train out. Well, you going to pay for that. Wait, what? It's going to cost more. Wait, wait, huh? We created so many more jobs. I, I, I... And we made people sell their houses. Cats got their tongues then. Yeah, that's true shit. Because had they would have told you in the beginning when they want to build the light rail, all the shit they was going to knock down and change and, and, and make people sell houses and push people out and build all these bike lanes, a lot of people wouldn't have went for it at that time. But they gave it to you bits and pieces. Now when you see certain streets, bro, they're unrecognizable from what they were like when we were kids. You can't go walking on the street because there's too much shit going on. Yeah. You got people crossing from every direction. Literally, now you can cross mm-hmm. Keeney Corner. Then you got bike lanes. Yeah. Then you got the trolleys going down the middle of the street. What the fuck? You fucking serious? It's like niggas better wake up. I can't even tell you kids to be home before the street lights. Nigga, it's too much shit going on. And that's just normal traffic now. Just uh-huh. based on, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. they don't tell you all of that shit at one time. No. Had they would have told you that their whole intent was to get people from driving. We don't want you to drive anymore. Because we can't figure out how to stop global warming. Had they would have told you, we want everybody to ride the bus, niggas ain't going for it because they like a choice. 
That's all. They just want choice. Niggas in particular come from a history of not having a choice. So as soon as you gave them a choice, shit. Got real. Or shit. You know what I'm You know, it's like, remember what I tell you? It's like shoveling shit. I don't want to hear that. I ain't shoveling no shit. But then you give them a choice of what kind of shit. Then it's like, then it's like, oh, well, give me the bird shit. <laughs> give me the bird shit. You get what I'm saying? That I might. They just wanted a choice. So they give you a choice, and then it's like, oh, okay. Then you feel like you're making the right choice. But then later on, when the consequences start coming in, it's too late. Well, now we'll give you another choice to make. And this motherfucker's going from Everett to Tacoma. Come on, man. Anywhere from King County is stretching. As long as it's in King County. And then Can this you imagine is... catching that bitch from Everett bro. to Tacoma? Bro. Ooh. Yeah, that's what they can do. That's what that's they're trying what they to do. That's what they want, Johnny. Flame on. Nah, it ain't going to go all the way to Tacoma. Though. They're going to stop it at the line. Uh-huh. Tacoma already has their shit. They're disassociating from Tacoma. Yeah. What? I thought I seen one in like downtown. Like They are pushing niggas out of Seattle. If you can't afford to live here... And you don't really want to live in this yeah, parts of town to build up this motherfucking to area. Or to come don't here. worry, they'll likely take you because they're pushing you that way anyway. And they got some nice spots out there for the nine. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you think it's cheap for just just for the fuck of it? I think it's cheap because there's it, it's advertising to get you there. Here is like thirteen. If you want to, nigga, it's cheap to get you there. Two hundred square feet. Mm. Funny shit. You know the projects. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't even say none in particular. I just the projects, but you automatically yeah, know what I'm talking about. It's always government housing, right? Yes, yeah. experiment. So, for instance, Holly Block, Holly Park, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. When they built them, they were nice. Uh-huh. It was new. Uh-huh. But they put everybody in there in that subsidized housing. They don't ever do no work to it. Uh-huh. Then it just starts to run down. Uh-huh. doesn't make the government or the city no problem because uh-huh. you're confined. We know where you are. You ain't moving. It's all good. Yeah, they have been there doing the most. I'm Projects, like, yeah, bro. Boy. So then when they rebuilt New Holly, it was all, it just it just restarted. Uh-huh. They just rebuilt it up. Made niggas feel like, ooh, I got somewhere to live. Got it's a, a townhouse now, nigga. Got Thank a townhouse. Thank hey. you. It made niggas no feel more like, huts. I'm moving up. No more huts. I'm moving up. <laughs> Why the rest of these motherfuckers around here got million dollar houses, bro. On average, the house in fucking Tuckwilla is damn near three quarters of a million dollars. Right. On average. All the houses on... On average. All, nigga, all the houses in the city, nigga, are 1.5 and higher. Brother. I'm trying to tell listen, you right now. They sold my grandma's house. Not even for a quarter million, right? Nigga, and it's worth like... The neighbors next door, like the way that the, the block set up, they're, they're technically next door, but it's behind the house, right? They bought the house. They did their upgrades, whatever. Basic shit that needed to be done, we know. But they did it, turned around and sold the house for twice as much. <coughs> I know they did. Uh. How, not even three months later, though. Twice as much. Okay. Then people did some more upgrades. A million dollars. A million dollars. They're going to transform GG's to a million dollar house. Yep. The real estate agent that, that sold the house the first time would have never told you that. Oh, if you just keep it and... Pull out the equity and refinance, you can do... No, you know why? Because that same real estate agent's been on every single sale, each time that that house sold. So they got a commission three different times off of one house. Damn, I got paid. And every time the commission got fatter and fatter. My homeboy's grandma, she's like 95, nigga. She refused to sell, nigga. She's on right there on 21st. Yeah, but I just yeah. hope I just hope that everything's lined up straight that if if and when she passes away. Nigga, because they're going to take that house, nigga. As soon as she goes, yes. nigga, they're coming to get it. Yes. 
I told you, you better take that money. Nigga, and it has to be lined up chance. straight because if not, the family will fall apart in the sense to where the, when they can't figure it out, the city will come in with some lawyers and they'll tell you, don't worry, we have a solution. A will conceals everything. But it has to be ironed out straight. Yeah, they come in off With straight distribution always, on what has to go which way. I'm telling you, bro, because if I not, it's they're, they're probably up to like maybe 500000 offering her to get up out of that house. Yeah, well, she should take it. What's she keeping the house for? If she has plans on who she's going to give it to, give it to him now. everybody lives in that fucking house, bro. Yeah, and then as soon as she dies, all they're going to do is fight about it, and then they're going to want to separate and get their 50 cents. And when they do that, it's going to tear it down, and there won't be nothing there. She done lived her whole life, fought against the city to keep her shit, for them to be there and have somewhere to stay. And when it's all said and done, and she ain't there to keep his shit going, what are they going to do to keep it together? Because clearly they don't have the mindset on their own to go out and do their own thing. And it's so stupid. It is so stupid. Tired of being fat. Oh shit! I'm so serious. Like I've been fat all my life. I want to do something different. I'm still fat. Yeah, you say still fat, like nigga. That's what I'm saying. Like I've been fat all my life, so it's like I want to do something different. And like everybody, like you know, it's like. But feel me though. Feel me. What do you mean? The reason why I'm still fat because I like to eat. Okay, yeah. I like the motherfucking. Yeah, I okay. think I think that that's that's my thing though. I I honestly feel like like so like okay, when I slimmed up before and I had lost weight, it was because you was I, going through something. No, nigga, I had a fucking major lifestyle change and I was having my ass in the gym every day at six thirty in the morning. But you was going through something. Am I right or wrong? No, nigga, I was in the gym every day at six thirty in the morning. When I got fat again is when I was going through something. I suppose because oh. I stopped going to the gym. I started drinking heavy. I started eating whatever again, and all of that shit started coming back. Well, but right. see, that's I guess when I started learning that it was a lifestyle change. Okay, you know what I'm saying, right? Um, and I guess that it gets me back to my point of saying again, I'm tired of being fat. I need to have that lifestyle change, and it's and it's more than just a weight sense. It's, it's like everything sense. Come on, man. Okay. Everything can, in life can be colossal. So it's true. Like, I'm, I'm tired of that shit. But you can gain weight from hangers on. That, you can gain weight from people that just do reckless shit. Yeah, because look, and then there's different definitions for those type of people. The people that just come latch on and hang on, but they're not really there. Yeah. It's like bloated weight. You know, like water weight. Yeah. It's like having gas. My thing is this. I have gas all the time, nigga. So, I'm not worried about them type of people. So. I do what IBS, and that's some real shit. My thing is this. And, and hold on, I gotta make a pause because this okay. is that's a serious issue. And for those people that don't know or people that do have it, we gotta shed light on it. IBS is a serious thing, irritable bowel syndrome. So it's something serious, you know. And it's like I totally understand for anybody that's listening that is going through anything of that nature. Okay. Now back to the nature at hand. Real shit. My thing <clears throat> is this. I know who's around, who's gonna be around, and who was around when I didn't have shit. That's that's first and foremost. I know. The people who are capable of being around when I do have shit. And as soon as I don't have shit, they're gone. Therefore. Leaves on a tree. Therefore. They wither, they fall. Leaves on a tree. They go back again. I'm listening. Therefore. Therefore. I believe that everybody needs to have a clear understanding on their circle. Everybody needs a clear understanding on 
Their position. Um, yeah, not only their position, but where they're going as well. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you may give me some game, and I've been stagnant for so long. You give me some game, nigga, we're supposed to be boys. And I, I, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got it. But I'm still stagnant. I still do the same shit every fucking day. Every time you see me, it's the same fucking thing. I don't dress different. I still do the same shit from years ago. You feel me? Yeah. Those are the kind of people where you kind of look at them and be like, my nigga, like, we're supposed to be doing this together. Like, we're supposed to be, you know, when you see me out, nigga, you know I'm going to be shining. So when I see you on the bell, nigga, I need you to be on the same shit. So when they don't see Dominique, you know, or when they don't see, you know, Cleveland or whatever, they need to know that, okay, boom, I know for a fact that, boom, this nigga going to be on his shit. I know he's going to be on his shit, you know, or whatever the case may be. Being a representation of it. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like taking from whatever, adding value to people. Right. You feel me? As long as you're adding value to the people you're around and vice versa, they're doing the same for you, you have a winning team. Yeah, people don't do that, though. <laughs> to a certain extent. No, you're right. That's right. You're right, 100%. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, that, that's, you're speaking on the unicorn, the utopia. Yeah. I feel it. But. But that's what carries you to have actually shit. That's what happens. That's what that's why people carry around colostomy bags every day. Imaginary colostomy bags on their hip. Yeah. Because they try to carry all these motherfucking people who ain't shit, but just people just want to hang hang on for what reason? Like, You're not taking nothing I tell you. You're not running with nothing I tell you. You're not trying to double up and have more of your own. So what are you there for? What's the purpose? What's the point? You just hang it. It's just shit. Quick question. What? We've been all over the place for, you know, this this segment, and that's all fine. Quick question, though. What? What's the motive to our actions? Is it for others or selfish satisfaction? And that's where it goes back to me being fat. Am I doing this to be healthy or am I doing it just to be, you know, accepted by everybody else around me? I think it's hard for most people to answer that, bro. You feel me? Because a person to say, I want this new bag. I want those shoes. Do you want it or do you need it? Yeah. Fuck that. What makes you want it? And if it's not, I like the way that this fabric feels on my skin. Or I like the way that these shoes fit my feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's generally because... Such and such has it, or so and so made it seem cool. Or somebody gonna see me wear it and be like, "That nigga's fly." That. You feel me? So what's the motives to I our see, actions? I used to get them and go sharpen my pencils, nigga. At the sharpener, just to make sure you saw my fit. Check me out on this. Say, for instance, I get sick, right? And you bring me some soup, right? Why'd you do it? Cause you care about me. That's a deep ass question. Because some niggas are bringing just to say, oh, well, I did it. Look at me. I did it. I'm a better friend than he is. Or because you don't want it on your conscience that you didn't do it. And so does that make it about you? Mm. But it's always it's always going to be about the person that's doing it. You unless, feel me? Unless it's really a genuine thing out the heart. You feel it's me? It's always going to be about. That's what's all well, about. I did that shit. Do you that's, feel that's me? It because it's regardless, it's yeah. like, then it's on your conscience that you didn't do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. It makes a lot of fucking sense. So it's like, if it ain't even about you, why would that even be 
because it's called clout chasing. And that's what everything. Clout chasing, no matter how you slice it. I don't give a damn if you just doing it on a video game. Nigga, you still clout chasing, you know, and unless you are genuine, whatever you're doing from top to bottom. I don't even remember the song. I just, I just like it when people record doing a nice gesture like yeah, that. Yeah, like, bro, like, like, I gave somebody $5 a day. You know, I don't need to know you gave somebody five dollars. I don't need to know that you passed out meals. I don't need to know none of that. All I need you to do is to do it. Do it. I can't for your own well being. I guess to go along with that because I definitely support what you guys are saying, and I guess that would be the the night you gave out food. Did you see, tape it? I wasn't even no, and I wasn't okay. even gonna. And for the sake of this recording, I wasn't gonna say that. I was just trying to say, you know. Any time that I've ever done something, you know, I've never done it with the sense of, you know, any sort of event where it was. I need something in return. I went and purchased backpacks for kids. And I've done that out of my own pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even saying this for the sense of this podcast, but I'm just saying it like. You've done it. Man, I guess to make it feel better, if rewind, pretend like I didn't just say that and say, I know someone who. Then it's no longer about me. But I guess then I am making it about me because I have to prove the point that I'm not making it about me. When there's more, okay, so put it like this. So let's say. How does that work? Let's say. <laughs> okay, so let, me, so let me give you another example then. You're dating somebody. They have kids. You have your own kids. You feel me? When you go to stop at McDonald's and you look at the back seat, you was only planning to, to get you or something. Do you, do, do you get something for, do you get some for everybody? You it know? depends upon where depends your whereabouts are going. They fuck all of that. <laughs> it, honestly, to me, it just depends on your finances. I and I'm like... not saying it on a, oh, I can only afford to get me and my kids. It depends on your finances. If you can't afford to get everybody something, get something just for the kids. If you can't afford to get just for mm-hmm. the kids and you thought you can only afford for your kid, then go somewhere else. Or drop them off. Or get that. the food for your kid. And y'all eat and you feed your kid before you go to where you need to go. Yep. And I'm not even saying that that's the way it to, to do it, but that's the lesser of all the evils. That makes sense. But the number one is buy something for the kids. Fuck the adults. I feel it. That's I how I look it. at it. Like, I'll starve for my kids. But then it's like, well, nigga, if you done starved. Shit, I ain't starved. I got a couple of fat What you going to do then? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. If, if you starve for your kids after you starved and they ate that one time, then what? Well, I tell you, at least they got the knowledge and know-how of what to do to go get some more food, and they've seen the sacrifice that dad just made for them. So yeah. they'll know what to do from that point, I guess. But what if they don't know that you're starving? For them? Yeah. What if they don't know that you sacrificed many nights to make, to make sure they've ate? I don't know, because, you know... Because with age, when yeah. they realize it. You know, I, I've, I've, I'm not saying, like, I'm not, I've sacrificed food for my kids to eat, because we don't... You know, we've not been in that situation. We've been very fortunate. Um, not saying we're rich or anything like that, because we're not, but... I've, you know, haven't experienced me actually physically saying, no, this no. is our last piece of chicken. I'm going to give it for to kid. Like, it's been one of those things where we all ate and maybe somebody wants seconds. And it's and like, not there. It's not then, there. Fine. Yeah, then the kids yeah, can yeah. eat the seconds. I won't. But, you know, but my point is. I don't know, bro, because I would never want them to understand that they don't have to understand the fact that I actually sacrifice them because I don't do it for them to know that I do it because it's their well-being. It's about the next generation. They have to like they like it. it I think going back to it to what Clay said, it's like the self-preservation thing, bro. Like, I believe when they when they grow up, when they get a little older, they'll understand. Yeah, they'll totally over time. But you even, know, that, hey, I did this. You know, I sacrificed doing that. 
just so you can have what you have, you know. And I'm not saying I need you to pay me back, or that I need you to just to understand that I stopped what I was doing, you know, make sure that you had what you had, you know. I think, and that, but then I feel what you're saying 100. percent But I think that gets uh-huh. back to the personal gratitude shit. Yeah. Because then you want that from your kids so they can look at you like, yeah, my dad did this for me. Not saying that that's exactly your point, but yeah. that's part of, you know, what kind of comes along with that. Yeah. I think more so, to me, it's more just about the preservation of the youth. Just period. Moving forward. I would do nearly the same thing for any kid. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if they're my kid or not. It's just because they're kids. Like, like honestly, it's almost like, I, I forget the movie. Really, the women and kids are supposed to be first. Yeah. I, I, but, but see, that's even in a biblical sense. And I'm not even looking at it in a biblical sense. I'm looking at it in a, in a <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying in a in a, in a in a in a common sense, bro. Like, and I'm not saying common like commonly known. I'm saying common sense like mindset. Like, nigga, this is common sense, basic knowledge. We should all know this and understand this. All right. If it ain't for the next generation, shit stops. Period. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Like, like the one movie that showed you where they was like the world was about to end, so they went and collected up. You know, the doctor. The lawyer, the good-looking girl, the animals, you know, they, the select few, they need kids. And mm-hmm. if not, they have to make some kids. Mm-hmm. So my point is, this right. doctor and this lawyer that you think is so important right now, if they're not passing on that knowledge and what they know to the next generation, it's, pointless. it's very much pointless. So, like, one day, I remember... You you had came by here, Suave. Uh-huh. It was you and your brother, and he had told me some real shit. But it wasn't like nothing I never knew. Right. I already knew it, but he had said some shit, and it just was like, to me, it was like, oh, you just found that out. But he was just like, you know, niggas don't like you, right? Yeah. Funny part is, is it's, it's like to me, it's like, yeah, in a group they'll tell you that. You can never pull one aside in a room, and I'm not saying I have to do this. Because I don't, you don't even have to put them face to face with me to, to 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 get it out of them. You pull them to a side in the room and ask them, "Why don't you like?" They couldn't give you one reason. Yeah, guarantee it. And that's the sad part. That's because like you feel like a person who who you've you've been around forever, and it's like we're in the same circle, or even it's a person that you've been associated with or not. That's associated with, but they know of you. Of you. Right. And you're like, damn, man, you know, we've been smiling back and forth with each other, and, you know, we've been congregating and shit like that, politicking. And it's like, <laughs> why why do you feel like I don't like you? Or why do you feel like I have a problem with you, or whatever the case may be? And that person to sit there and be like, I don't know. They don't even know. I just feel like you might not fuck with me. You might not. And it's like, Again, I can't control your thought process or how you act or how you move, my nigga. I can control who I am as a man mm-hmm. and how I act towards you. Mm-hmm. And if I'm genuine with you from start to finish, all day long, nigga, like, that's going to be 12 o'clock. Up and down. You know, and it's never going to change. Because if I've been this way this whole time that we've been knowing each other, even if we don't speak to each other all the time, whatever, if I've been this way... It's never going to change. There's I'm, nothing that would have happened to make you think different. You feel me? Right. But that's the thing. It's like, you might get put in fucked up situations, you feel me, that make you be like, okay, man, now, how am I going to congregate this shit? Or how am I going to make this shit work? And it's like, it's some shit that you have no control over. It's just that you're there. You're in the midst of shit. So, 
when I said pull a nigga to the side of the room and ask him that. Yeah. And you was like, they basically shrugged their shoulders. I don't know. That's my whole point. But then as we go before and it's the whole, you know, clout chasing, uh, yeah. you know, oh, I fucks with this nigga or I did that for him and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, right. like I fucks with people genuinely. Yeah. I don't do it for the exploitation of the relationship. No. I don't fuck with you because I want him to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not even saying vice versa. Like, I don't not fuck with you because I don't want <laughs> him to know. I just do Dang genuinely. It. So it's one of those things where if and when, you know, like, 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 say, for instance, if there was just a group over here to your left, right? And you just heard amongst, fuck Neek. If you went one by one and singly pulled each person from that group into the room and said, was it you? Was it you? Was it you? You'll end up through the whole room and won't nobody say it was me. Yeah, but there's also niggas that. <laughs> but, but you, but you also come. But you also run across a nigga that hold hair. on, hold on, no. But my, but, but my point is this: because everybody that you pull aside to give you a reason as to why they do fuck with a nigga. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't do it for exploitation of the relationship. So, so, so my okay. point is, out of the group, you would have thought somebody was like fuck me. But then when, when secretly, individually, niggas be like, no, nah, I really fucked with him, right? My point is, niggas go with the grain. But in, I don't. But that's what I'm saying. What if you hear it? I kick it with you every day, and I hear fuck Nick. Or you, I hear you'll fuck, never find a nigga fuck, that said it. Clay, and I'm like, you'll never find a nigga that said it. But what I'm saying, what if, what if I'm wrong? Even if I hear the shit, I don't gotta go down the line to ask who it was. But I'm wrong if I still kick it with the niggas that, that say, said fuck it. You. No, a uh, hunter. That's my. That's. But my point is, you dig? Niggas aren't gonna stand up behind it. Cause my like as long as a nigga can be like fuck you, I'm rare to run into a nigga to come to me and actually say it. You feel me? Uh-huh. And if it's happened, go find them right now. And that's the thing. It's like uh, no, 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 nothing like that. No aggression. No, nothing. I'm just saying. Like I'm not. A, I'm not a confrontational person. Period. Whatsoever. You know, my words, my slick tongue, my talk. I might get somebody, but that's not my fault. It's your fault. You ran out of game and intellect. And you couldn't keep up. Slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just think that, you know, when people are faced with it, they're not going to stand up behind it. they generally just going to go with the flow. They can't give you a real reason as to why they want to be oppressed to the situation itself. Like, most niggas ain't real. And that sucks. Because then it makes you want to question what the definition of real is. Because everybody running around with the title. And then you have your self, self-centered self ones. That's off to themselves. Right. You know, I told you, like, I, I don't strive to be real. I just want to be authentic. That's real. There's a difference. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be perfect. I want to be the best that I can be. And sometimes that's not good enough for everybody else. I don't always want to be right. I just want to be understood. Hell yeah.